trying to free your mind, Neo. But I can only show you the door. You're the one that has to walk through it. fucking thing so in love that i bought two of them i can't believe i've been rocking with the fucking shitty mic stands but uh i was and here we are episode four of whatever the fuck this is welcome welcome to the building uh as usual we're gonna start with a little bit of this and a little bit of that i got a little light (laughs) that i've had forever but this is so i can see what i'm doing look boop look now i can see so i'm gonna smoke on a little pink and yellow Unlike black and yellow. Turn that off in a minute, but Ooh, look at that. Scary stories. <clears throat> so let's see. This week. Oh damn Japan. What up, Jack? Hell yeah. Nine AM in Japan. I've been fucking thinking about Japan a lot lately. I gotta be honest. Thinking it's about time to schedule a trip soon. In the next little bit. We got a little bit of stuff to wrap up in the household. And then I think we're talking about going to somewhere, but uh, yeah, I've been thinking about it heavy, man. Thinking about it because I've been having a, <clears throat> you know, the internet's changed. We talk about this a lot, but the TikTok thing is just really. I mean, people do not have the time, capacity, care, whatever, to really check in with full form anything, you know. So you have to cut everything up. So unfortunately. With everything going on, if I cut up, cutting up old vlogs and old Japan trips and stuff, um, and throwing them up on TikTok and YouTube Shorts, is kind of like the way. <laughs> Unfortunately, you have to just spread your shit out everywhere. So, my uh, youth correspondent wishes I would post about my TikTok and tell everybody to go follow it, but I don't want you to follow it. But it does exist because, in order to trap more people in the net, got to cast more nets. So. But it's all to trap them to free them. You know what I'm saying? So let's hopefully we can do that. Um, it's cooling down. Hella tourists. Out. Yeah, dude, I'll bet. I bet it's been crazy. It's the main reason I don't want to travel is because I feel like tourism post pandemic is just like terrorism. <laughs> you just, and I, you know, I don't really want to be associated with the American culture, any culture for that matter. I'm the culture of Ted. You know, I don't agree with fucking anything. And I asked my mom the other day what my first words were. Because I'm doing this thing where I'm trying to retrace my life. We'll get to it. But, uh, yeah, fucking, um, my first words, I guess, were, I don't want that. (laughs) So, (laughs) it's kind of defining 
everything. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with a lot of things. You know, it's just the way it is. Uh, doom, doom, doom. <laughs> yeah, Castillo really wants people to follow the TikTok. I hate TikTok. I don't even see how people use it. The content's so just, you know, over the top. It's, it's an uphill battle fighting this battle, the content battle, because you definitely got to be a fucking moron to make it these days. So we're gonna we're gonna take the other way. We're gonna take the long road. It's fine because we don't care. We don't care. Can you get an eggplant tattoo on your ding dong? Probably. I'm not doing it. So the other the other morning, I woke up from a dead sleep, like just straight up asleep. Wake it up, you know. You wake up with your mind racing, or at least I do. And the only thing that was like repeating over and over in my head is that life was a puzzle. It's like literally just comes out in my brain. It's like, man, life's just a puzzle. And I keep seeing these puzzle pieces. And then I had this like epiphany. As I tend to do, because I smoke a lot of weed. Uh, I had an epiphany about just life as I, you know, as I tend to do. And uh, I was like, man, you know, the crazy thing about a puzzle is you can have all these pieces and you can swear that one piece won't fit. You know, you can be like, third done or whatever and you're like man these pieces this piece doesn't go anywhere there's no shape like this and until the picture becomes clearer does that piece really fit into the puzzle and then it's just like applicable to life as i go through all these things in life and i grow and i think about all the stuff that's happened to me for me around me i'm like man some of this shit just seems so insignificant it doesn't mean anything and then all of a sudden later some shit pops up and I'm like, motherfucker. And uh, it's just crazy. Like all these seemingly silly things that don't matter at all. They matter. It's crazy. Like it just keeps popping up. But the moral of it is, is you just don't know what's going on. You know, not on some religious, well, whatever you want it to be, religious, spiritual, whatever. You just don't know what it all means. You just got to keep saying yes to stuff. So that was my, that was what woke me up for my dream. Um, and so speaking of that, you know, with the pieces of your life fitting together, we got Deion Sanders again. We'll start it off. We got Castillo asking about Colorado losing their first game. I have a lot of thoughts on this subject, uh, but the Deion situation is really funny. I really, 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 really like Deion Sanders um, as a person. Everyone knows that sports doesn't really move me, but uh, I love this man and his like entire mantra. So... Um, but what's crazy in this whole piecing your life together type thing is me and my father used to go see Deion Sanders play when he played for the Atlanta Braves. And I have this weird, strange memory of my dad being upset with Deion Sanders over missing like practices and shit. I think he was like not suiting up for practices and coming to games and just talking all this shit, you know, about Deion and just me being a little kid and hearing it from, you know, three feet from the ground and taking it for whatever it is. It's just like a fucking super interesting thing to me now that it's just like back in my life, you know, like Dion is like all around me all the time. You see it everywhere. The algorithm feeds me nothing but Dion. I can totally fucking see how people become sports fanatics. I've, I've at 40 some years old, 41, I now understand how people love sports and i think something happened to me when i was young you know this this part of this my life the story where 
I'm going to baseball games with my father and uh, it's like real influential to me. You know, I'm playing baseball at the time. I'm playing football. Deion Sanders is like the coolest thing in the world. He's got gold chains. He's probably the reason I have on a gold chain right now. If you really trace it back, my dad bought me an Atlanta Braves gold pendant that Christmas, you know, like it was a full on everything. And then you add in that my father left, you know, not to make it a sad story, but it is in, in this regard. So I think, and I'm fine with it, that at that point, my brain just shut off as far as sports goes. Like when I disregarded the things that, you know, left with my dad, I just was like, well, all of that has to go, you know? And so I've looked down on sports and really not wanted anything to do with it and not taking any interest in it and even went on to go skateboarding. I quit all sports growing up and went to go skateboard around that same time. And it's just a really interesting perspective to look back and see it and be like, man, this is crazy. Cause Deion Sanders has an energy about him. That's very infectious. And you see that and you're like, man, what he's saying to these kids is great. All these, the message behind the motor is great. You know? And I just look at all of that and I'm like, man, this piece fits back together. Like I can, in, I can look at sports and I can look at Dion and I can look at all those things and I can say, that's a fucking interesting thing instead of being angry about it. Because I used to just, and I still don't, I still think people who analyze sports all day are out of their minds, but like I used to look at it and just get fucking angry, mad as hell that people like sports, you know, or that people were going to sport or why would you waste your time doing that? And then as I, as I sort of, I don't know, man, like mend, the fucking baby Teddy inside. Uh, I just realized that me had a lot of this shit, a lot of this shit that I don't like is because it was sort of ripped out of my life, you know, when I was a youngster and I had to kind of find my own way through it. And, uh, I didn't have time or space for any of that shit. So, um, yeah, so that's that. And then as far as them losing their game, I don't care. You know, I think that, uh, I, I, again, I just find this whole thing interesting, being able to watch sports in any capacity as a non-fan, and all I do is watch little highlights and clips that get fed to me because I don't look for any of it. Um, but I just find it so interesting how fucking just entranced everybody is and, you know, the Oregon State coach or whatever, his the Cinderella story is over, fellas. Like, it's so bigger than life, and it's not bigger than life. Like, it's it's been made out to be this huge fucking thing you know but and it's not but it's the production foot behind it like if you can take it seriously if you can take it to heart then yeah it's it is that thing but to me just walking by the museum i'm like wow you know like what an interesting group of people like that's all i can really do now is look at things like that and it's it's more peaceful for me because i think i was just so angry about a lot of things but now i can just look at things and just be like that is a really interesting thing, like, like an interesting flower or a fruit. Like sometimes in a store, you see a crazy fruit, you know, and you're just like, what the fuck is that? And instead of being like, what the fuck is that? I'm just like, oh, that's crazy. Maybe I'll put it in my mouth. Maybe I won't. But, uh, yeah, I won't be putting sports in my mouth. Not really, you know, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just a crazy thing to live here, have it all happen at the same time. Um, have my own little history with Deion Sanders and my dad and, just all this stuff and it's just uh it's, it's a wild little loop for me so the, the the moral is i guess that i've figured out a way to not fucking be a complete <laughs> fucking menace to everything that i don't love you know working on it you know it only took like 41 years to 
not be a fucking ridiculous person. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, they lost the game. Town was really upset. It's pretty funny. The shop, it was the first day that it was actually like busy on a game day. As soon as they started losing, everybody came in. And uh, interestingly enough, this will be a funny uh, segue, is that Alex and I, we do this thing. Well, Alex's parents did this thing called ski ball with CU Boulder, where it's like a, a ski event because my father-in-law used to work with the ski team. And so we do this event or whatever, and they give you stuff for the event. And one of the things that we got is box seats to the CU Boulder game, which happens to be them versus Oregon, the people they just played. So that should be interesting. So I will be at that game. You know, I haven't been to a, I haven't been to a live sports game since I went with my dad, which is insane, you know, like absolutely insane. And there's just so much of my like young life that I've blocked out, you know, like I, and I didn't even realize it. I've just, just now realizing like, oh man, all these weird little things that I don't really remember and that start coming up and like, the, and it's not sad. It's not like this painful thing. It's just sort of this examining, uh, my own life, which is crazy. I don't think I've ever had time to do so. I think that my life has been so fucking busy since I was, since my parents split, since I got out of high school, since I started going, you know, college for the short stint, since I was told I need to figure out what I want to do with my life, since I was told I need to make money, since I was told I got to pay taxes, since I was told I have to actually like make it also like, you know, in the world world, you know, not just pay my bills, but I need to have reverence and clout and all these other things. And there's this constant chasing of everything. And now finally, I'm at a place where I can stop and breathe, which is, comes off the back end of pure misery, which is also a mind fuck. And, uh, but it's like opening all of this clarification for me. And it's just, uh, it's been real insightful to just how I became who I am and why I am the way I am, at least in this matrix we live in. Not trying to bend the spoon. So, yeah, but... That's been pretty much what's going on this week inside my noodle. I haven't, uh, we've, we went to bingo. That was a big thing. Also going to connect back to the childhood. Cause when I was a kid, we used to go to a place called the moose lodge. My dad was a avid gambler. So he'd go to the moose lodge and play poker. And I would get like pushed into this room to watch, uh, like movies or whatever. I just remember watching Conan the barbarian eating Burger King, but there was a pool there and we spent our summers there at this pool. And at the pool was a lady called Mama Moose. And Mama Moose was an old, short, racist bitch from North Carolina. And I didn't know she was racist at the time, but looking back, racist as fuck. And this is just how it was. <laughs> so we uh, went to this pool, and we also connected to this pool back in the lodge was bingo. We used to play bingo. Well, I didn't play bingo because you had to be a certain age to really play. And I used to get super pissed everybody all these old people in there making money and just in there getting money playing bingo i'm like i can win this you know i'm a bingo champion and so instead i would get them coffee i'd just get all the old ladies coffee so they wouldn't have to get up and i bring coffee over there with my scalding little hands and uh they tip me you know so by the end of the shit i'd leave with a couple of bucks and i haven't played bingo since then because again once 
my parents split like a lot of stuff just went out the window you know i never saw the moose lodge after like i don't know probably 10 years old so um now walking into a bingo hall which i you know only happened because we watched a bingo documentary it's fucking crazy you know it just brings back all these memories that just have been locked away and again not sad you're just like i haven't thought about this in so goddamn long like where do these memories sit where is this? Is it a cloud? It has to be a cloud. My brain's not big enough for all this shit. You know, like my memories have got to be living in a cloud because it takes a while for them to download. You know, when you're trying to download a song in the cloud when you're on the road, bad service. That's, that's these old memories, but we went to play bingo. Uh, bingo has changed quite a bit. You know, I, I do know that they used to do like cover all bingo and all this stuff, but we just like really, really could not tell, uh, what the fuck was going on? Well, first off, Alex was late, running around. She's dealing with her horse all the time now, so she ain't never on time. So we go play bingo. We grab our cards. We're getting all our stuff. We're getting our dabbers. Boom, 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 boom. Ready to get up in there. I sit down immediately. Immediately, I'm I'm catching up because there's already shit called by the time we sit down. I'm catching up. Got my snacks. Got my drink. I'm like, I got bingo. Straight up. We just walked in this bitch. I stepped up in this bitch. It's like... I'm the fucking bingo hype god. And then I saw so I'm like, there's no way, you know, I don't trust my own luck that much. So I go ahead and I ask the lady and like, did I have bingo? And she goes, you're playing the wrong card. I'm like, fuck. So I go tell Alex, we're playing the wrong card. We go play the other card. We're supposed to be playing. Boom, 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 boom. Alex has bingo. I'm like, Alex, you have bingo. Or no, she says, I tell you, I have bingo. I said, it does look as if you have bingo. I guess just call it out. Bingo. Not a fucking word. No, nobody stops doing anything, bro. No one stops a fucking thing. They just keep playing. Everybody looks at her like people kind of turn around like, yeah, right, whatever. Keep going. She goes to ask the lady and the lady's like, oh no, this is, this is cover all bingo. <laughs> so we got that one wrong. Then on the next game, we're playing the wrong card again somehow. I don't remember how we played. Somehow we played another wrong card, but finally by like the fourth game, we figured out what we were playing and we finally figured out if you look at the screen, there's a thing that tells you which pattern you're supposed to make. So our first bingo was a total bust and hilarious. And um, yeah, pretty amazing. But we're going back tomorrow because we're fucking bingoing out. Something to do. It's hilarious. I love this place. It's like stepping into a fucking weird time warp. You know, it's like everyone there is an interesting character. Be a great place for a show. Absolutely. So, all right. Um, let me look at some of these question. Does that change my mind about having kids? Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't trust myself enough. To, I mean, having a kid would be cool. You know, first off, I think I'm too old at this point, but a kid would be cool. Kids are cool. All that. But given the situations in my life and how I look at things, I mean, I just don't think that I think having a kid before you're really, really set up, to fucking make sure that that kid's got it all is a risky move. And I just think like as a world, we've accepted too much bullshit for it to be a happy place all the time. You know, a lot of people, not, well, not happy place all the time, but a productive place to raise someone who's not just a cog in the machine. Now, I have to warn you, I watched the matrix again last night because of my thumbnail. So I'm a little out there, but I just, you know, I'm real upset with um, 
I guess I'm, I guess I could say I'm upset with my father, you know, with like how he approached things. And I can't believe some of the things that uh, he can live with, you know, that, that kind of sits with me odd. So that to me has set this sort of precedence with how I look at how other people treat their kids. And, you know, my wife's parents treated her amazingly. And, uh, you know, like a lot of my friends have come from not great situations. And my home situation is definitely my dad's fault. It's not my mom's fault. It's my dad's. And so it like all kind of comes from him. And, uh, so when I look at just dudes that I know that don't take care of their kids, I just get so fucking angry, but I also don't know that I could do, um, I don't know that I could do a job that I really, at the end of the day would be like, yeah, I did a good job. And I don't know that anybody could, I get it, but I don't, I don't accept that about the world. There's like so many things I don't accept now when I like divorce, you know, like I don't accept people having children and splitting up and I know it happens. But I think that it happens because people have been programmed over time to accept it. And it's sort of like, and I'm not I'm some crazy Christian who's like, in the eyes of the Lord, I'm not, I'm not saying that. But in the eyes of just like integrity, you know, like if you have a fucking child with somebody, and I know there's crazy situations and they're making like the broadest statement, but for like kids just need their parents, you know, and I just don't think, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe I would adopt a kid or something, but I feel like that happens naturally. <laughs> you know, I feel like over the years, people gravitate towards me that need a little help, and we help them. And I, sometimes it blows up in my face. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't question the having kids part. You know, I think I think kids are cool, and I think you can learn a lot from them, and they're amazing. You know, they're super cool. But yeah, I'd be a helicopter parent and a half, dude. I don't, I don't think I'd be able to handle it. Shout out to those people out there that take care of their kids, though, because that's a hard job. And I'm going to take a dab to that because it's crazy, you know? And I think even though I went on a rant about being set up, life happens. And people have kids and people do the best they can, you know, no matter what. And I understand that. Um, I just think that a lot of people and the way the world is set up to, to distract you from your own life that a lot of people lose sight that they're, you know, they're growing another human, that that human's going to, a lot of these weird things are going to stick with them for a long time. As I was exploring my first memory, I, you know, I called my mom and asked her, you know, and I was telling her, I was like, man, one of my first memories is you in a neck brace, you know, like you have this weird neck brace on and there's like a UNC Tar Heel sticker on it. She's like, you were so young, <laughs> like two, three years old when that happened, you know, so these weird visions of your life just flash up and then you start to think, is this a simulation? Cause if this is a simulation, this is fucking crazy. You know, it's all crazy. It's all fucking crazy. But even in the simulation, you should take care of your fucking kids. You know, <laughs> you want to be a matrix deadbeat. <laughs> fucking what the fuck? Uh, all right. Omar. Omar is good, man. The dogs are all doing absolutely great. Like nothing. Nothing naughty to report with the doggies. The doggies are doing good. Fucking thank God. Uh, uh, uh. Just seen the new NMDs in the UK. Shit. <laughs> Only got into them because of you. Yeah. Shoes are funny. I bought some shoes. I bought a pair of shoes this week. It was funny. I had to buy them resell too. It's an interesting, uh, interesting world. But I, uh, <clears throat> 
I don't like anything that's come out. As I've been very vocal about. Sometimes I think it'd just be so easy just to pretend. Cash these fucking checks, dog. Review these sneaks. Tell you what the medial side looks like. But I don't. And as I've searched high and low for everything new and return stuff and buy stuff, I just settled on one sneaker from all of <laughs> my cops from the back in the days. There's one sneaker that kind of just, I mean, other than Ultra Boost, because I'm always steadily wearing Ultra Boost and I'm always wearing Free Hike because I'm just sick of it. But the only other sneaker out of all those that like sticks out, and I'm like, I wish I had those still, is the Yeezy 500s. So I went ahead and went back and bought a pair of Yeezy 500s in black because I just think that shoe's like the best shoe that came out over the last five years, you know. Other than like, you know, a boost is more comfortable or whatever, but I'm not, I'm not so concerned with that anymore, you know. Like, I mean, I do want comfort, but I do remember the Audi Bream being pretty nice, and I just like the way that shoe looks. It's rustic. It's, uh, yeah, so... Until I can find something better, that's what I'm on. But I've tried like every other thing, and I just don't have the interest in continuously buying fucking sneakers and trying them and being like, "These fucking suck. This sucks. That sucks." You know. And yeah. So yeah. Without, I, I'm stopping myself because I'm gonna just talk shit about sneakers that are out, which is pointless. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> See, everyone here reading this, just don't wear shoes anymore in your life and just go barefoot everywhere, even if it's on rough terrain. Train your feet to be tough and get seriously injured. He's actually right. I would have argued with you, like, probably, you know, even a few months ago. But I believe you. I agree with you. Every morning I get up and I go outside on the dog's barefoot. <laughs> That's the stint of it. That's the – I live in Boulder, so you got to do a little barefoot walking out here, you know. So I uh, definitely – go barefoot then but i couldn't do it all day that's for sure but i do like it and i do understand it and i do i do believe that shoes have ruined our feet so many things have ruined the human experience you know like when did all this shit start that's the real question for me is like when the fuck did people when did when did mail start when was someone like instead of telling him i'm just gonna send something to his house you know some guys like, i'll take it pay me i'll take it and then I'm just like, dude, why, who, what gives you the fucking right to send me mail? You know, fuck you. Don't send me something. I hate letters. I can't stand, not letters that are nice, but like a note telling me to do something. No, I don't like it. I'm not into it. Not at all. Not one bit. I don't know why. Probably from my childhood as well, but I don't like it. Not into it. <laughs> don't leave me a note. Not about shit. But yeah. You know, I just wonder how all this started constantly. I'm constantly just like, how the fuck? Everyone's always big up in our ancestors, but man, they just, they sure as fuck did make a lot of mistakes. You know, sure did take a, they sure did take a lot of L's. No matter what you believe, no matter what race or racial divide you'd like to include into your existence. All of us, every one of us fucked up. I don't care if you're white, black. Or whatever. We all fucked up somewhere, you know, because this shit's fucked up. 
We're out here just paying money to the government for all kinds of shit, you know, while they just do whatever. Shit's crazy. That's what I'm saying. I just go back and bitch slap my ancestors and be like, are you fucking crazy? That's that's what I want to do. If I can invent a time machine, like bills, no. I'm not doing this. <clears throat> Speaking of my childhood, you said you got some church stories for us. Dude, I do have some church stories, but I don't have, I, I feel like I've told the, I mean, I guess it depends. There's so much to my church life. I mean, I was, so I guess we can talk about how I ended up, my family went to church growing up because we're Southern Man, I got to be careful. It's, <laughs> I mean, I guess I can say what I want, just deal with the repercussions. Is that is how I feel? But my mom probably does watch this. Sorry, probably mad. But, uh, you know, I don't necessarily think that everybody in my family <laughs> is a um, focused Christian, you know. And but growing up, we definitely had the veneer of a Christian family. So we went to church growing up, young, young youngsters. But then once I got to the age of like being able to mow the grass, my dad would be like, you want to mow the grass? You want to go to church? Well, clearly I want to mow the fucking grass, you know, like not going to church and church just got boring. I was getting kicked out of church, not kicked out, but getting in trouble. Like during church, I get up and go to the bathroom and then sneak into the kitchen and eat Oreos and just, you know, just not, not the type of kid that could really just sit there and listen to some shit that I didn't want to hear. So, um, but he also as a kid, I think church is just fucking stupid, you know, like you're indoctrinating a child with thoughts that he can't even understand. You know, you got, I think spirituality is something you find over your life. I just, you know, I know a lot of people have different thoughts about religion, but I just think that's a weird one. You know, I just think it's strange because there's just so much unexplainable shit in the world. And I think it's fine to believe in a higher power, of course, but, you start zoning in, it gets real weird. Anyway, um, but the real push of me going to church is that I had a friend whose dad was super religious. We started going to youth pastor stuff. At, this is afterwards. Um, and that's when I started getting in, like, real trouble <laughs> at church. But this uh, one instance, I guess, that sticks out is the lock-in. We used to have lock-ins at the church, which, it, you know, now does not seem like a good idea. Because at the time, you know, we were all... I mean, we had to have been at least 13. Well, I was already skateboarding, so I had to, yeah, 13, 14, probably 15, because if I was driving, I wouldn't have been doing no fuck shit like that. So uh, lock-ins, girl and boy lock-ins with, you know, teenage chaperones, when you really think maybe their early 20s. But uh, so lock-in, girls, boys, there's definitely some a uh, heavy petting going on in in and out of the different parts of the church. I do remember making out with a chick in the what's the room you call it? Is it just the church? In front of the cross, dog. I just remember, dog. I just remember getting up in there in front of Jesus and everybody. Sometimes you just gotta, you know? The Lord made it, the Lord can watch. But anyway, uh what got me in trouble was we went into the younger kids' room and we stole all the play doh and we made a for whatever reason, there was like pill bottles. Like they must have reused pill bottles to put some Play Doh in. But we made Play Doh pills, like little white and blue, white and red, white and yellow sided pills. And then we laid it all out 
<laughs> like a like a fucking Play-Doh drug scene. Like if there was a Walter White Play-Doh kit, um, your boy would have invented it. But we left it out. We all fell asleep and left it out, and then the church people saw it the next morning. And so they were not happy about this. And uh, that got me in trouble, coupled with going on church trips and at this time listening to you know, mostly alternative and like, you know, newer hip hop. Like this is like around the time Dr. Dre and the chronic came out. So all this stuff. And, uh, I got in trouble for that music, which also my mom probably doesn't really remember or acknowledge or no, I don't know, but there was a DVD that was or a, a VHS that was brought home and forced to watch, um, from the church called hell's bells the dangers of music and rock and roll on the youth whatever whatever and this is like there i mean alex looked it up not too long ago there's like a there's like 10 of these fucking things um it's a fucking series that shows you all the satanic shit that's in music and like all the bad stuff that's in music and all it did was turn me on to bands that i'd never heard of and then i was just like who is the, oh my god who are the specs pistols this is incredible you know so uh, yeah. So church to me, was just kind of crazy. We would go back and forth crazy. And then we went on church trips and every church trip, all I tried to do was just make out with girls. I mean, I just remember just girls from all those trips. That's the only thing I can remember. So I don't think it was, I don't think it was serving its actual purpose the way it was supposed to. Mm. <laughs> he said, how about Ern's parents? I don't know. I don't know Ern's parents that well, though. Ern's great, dude. You know what, Ern? I just saw Ern because of the Coheed uh, show was in town. Just saw him for a few hours. Went and saw those dudes. Everybody's great. I love everybody. Um, it is crazy, though, to watch how, you know, Ern is just this, like, he's crazy glue. You know, he is the crazy glue that, that keeps life interesting and sometimes it's because he's ridiculous you know and 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 we've all seen that yeah (laughs) and it's incredible but also it doesn't matter what's going on like he finds a way like he finds a way to always be in a pretty fucking good mood he finds a way to be a morale booster he finds a way to put on a goofy ass outfit or make like a joke out of the whatever like he just has this uncanny ability dude like it's no wonder that because you walk into a room and all these people who are traveling for this band and you know no diss to any of them because they're all living their life and they're away from their families and this that but Ern is at least embracing it and he's in a fucking good mood and even if he's stressed out and shit's all over he's like dressed like a cowboy and being silly and i mean he's just say what a joy you know i mean he's at times i wanted to choke him to death but what a real joy. He's, a, he's such a great, great person. So, um, people divorce way too quickly. Marriage isn't supposed to be easy. Yeah. I Travis hundred percent. And when you really dive deep into it, how it became such a like popular thing, it's media like divorce didn't really like become as accepted until television. You know, of course it existed, but you just think about how media controls everything now, you know, like media is, we all know someone being shaped by media completely, you know, like this is the most fucking media driven time that I've ever seen, you know? So it's just crazy to think that this is a long game and that 
our parents, their parents a little bit, were shaped, depending on how old your parents are, were shaped by television and this idea that, ah, oh, you could just do this or that or this, you know. And that these things that have created this idea that it's okay to get a divorce, that it's better to raise the child, you know, in a home, loving home and all, all the stuff that people say, like, I get it. Those are all compromises, though. And they're all like things that the child has to just eventually deal with. And it's impossible to say how the kid would turn out if the parents, if, if you, if you remove the idea of splitting up, like if, if people split up, they were fucking executed, (laughs) then, uh, it, it would be a different conversation because you're adding variables being like, Oh, I turned out. Okay. It's like, well, did you, I mean, because we, you always could have turned out better. And instead of just better, it's like, well, did the, did it, did everyone have to suffer so much? Because also at the end of your life, you're going to realize that you might've lost that love. You know, like I came real close to losing Alex, like real close being a fucking ding dong. I mean, we both are being ding dongs, but like, I'm only going to speak for my part. And when I, you know, had my come to moment of like, holy shit. Uh, I didn't have a kid, but so I'm just like, man, it's just me who I am. I'm just like, man, I think parents pretty much at all costs should figure it out. But I also think that parents should be equipped to be good parents because not every parent is good. That's the other thing. It's like, I didn't want to really be raised around my pops. He was fucking out of control and crazy. So it's a crazy thing, man. I just think that I think people got to slow it all down. I think we just give people too much. Now that I'm an old man, I'm just like, dog, the, the time you give people, <laughs> buddy, you know, like you get sucked into other people's vortexes so quick. And as I look back on my life, I look at some of the vortexes I got sucked into and I'm like, motherfucker. And again, that's where the puzzle pieces come in. I didn't real, I don't realize and still won't realize and may not for years realize where some of these wastes of time uh, are going to fit in later down the road. Because sometimes I look at them, I'm like, man, I got sucked in. I got fucking sucked in. And I can do that all the way back to <laughs> fucking childhood, basically. It's interesting what you get sucked into. I, I'm going to do this drawing. I'll describe it because, you know, what's more artistic than describing a drawing? But it keeps coming to me, so I'm going to draw it. I'm going to do a little painting of it, I think. Like two bowls, you know, and one bowl is filled with marbles, and each marble represents what you actually care about. And then the second bowl is filled with marbles, and it's all the shit you don't care about. But if you took the bowl of all the shit you don't care about and you pour it into the first bowl of all the shit you do care about, you now will never be able to find the shit that you care about. And that is my art description. So, all right. Um, How are the apprentices doing? They're doing pretty good. Um, I mean, they're doing great, actually. Compared to some of the other tattoo shops in town, they're killing it. You know, I've been really hard on them, I feel like, because I have high expectations, and I think that, you know, this shit matters. And, uh... Man, I'll tell you, some of the shops in town really don't give a fuck. Like, they're just people, tattooers are leaving, owners are leaving, they're hiring apprentices off the street. You know, in the early part of the day, their profiles say apprentice, and then later it says artist, and they're just, uh, it's crazy. So, these guys are killing it. Um, 
I mean, yeah, every week they get better. Every week they come in here and they paint. They've got the discipline. They paint more than me now because I'm too busy trying to do some other stuff. So I'm uh, I'm super proud of both of them. They're both just killing it, and they both are understanding what we're doing, and the future is looking bright, you know? So I go back and forth. Sometimes I don't want a business, you know? But I look at the team that we're assembling, and I'm just like, dude, we're strong, you know? We kind of got this shit on lock in town because we're sticking to our guns on doing sick shit. And other people are just down to do, not only down to do stupid shit, but they're executing it poorly because they just don't know. They don't have the, they don't have the time in. They haven't earned it. They don't, you know, these guys only got a couple of years in, but they both got, they're almost on their 200th sheet of flash each. Which is, you know, the designs on the walls. Like, that's a fucking achievement. I mean, they're painting every fucking day. And the tattoos they, that come in, they knock out of the park. I mean, I don't even consider them really apprentices anymore. So, they, they still have questions, and it's a learning curve on some stuff. The only time they have questions is when someone comes in wanting something that doesn't fit into what we really do. And it's always their attempt to accommodate these people. So... Uh, yeah, they're doing, dude, they're doing great. And I didn't want either of them, you know, I didn't want, when both of them showed up, I just was like, fuck this. I don't know why I'm doing this. I was still burnt because of Diddy, you know, I didn't want to help fucking anyone do anything. And, uh, dude, they both have, um, really proved me wrong. You know, like Eric has been loyal as shit and super reliable and Weston as well, even though Weston's the kid who keeps getting in trouble and uh keeps getting himself into situations, he's also just in a play. He ain't got no fucking dad either. You know, so that's another thing. Like I'm having to pick up some of that slack here. And that's kind of where I'm at with that too. Cause I people in the world expect that other people are gonna pick up the slack. And that's the world we live in. If it takes a village, that's cool, but fucking nobody gets along. So if it, if we're going to be a village, then we got to be a village. But we're not a village. We're just a fucking petri dish of chaos. You know? So. Mm. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Sometimes I can't scroll because the chat moves and then uh, Teddy hooked up on Sundays. I don't know what that means. Oh, we mean just, oh yeah. Oh, for my church stories. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Add with evil live action. That's fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. Church was crazy. And then, you know, really what got me turned off at church was uh, skateboarding all the time. So skateboarding, uh, you get kicked out of churches. So you just get in trouble. I just started getting in trouble for every fucking thing. Like I literally from basically 13 on, I just started getting in trouble for everything. And I'm very lucky, you know, I'm a very lucky person that I'm sitting here where I am telling my stories, not in jail, not dead, not more fucked up than I am. You know what I mean? unscathed for the most part i've got some stuff to sort of sort through that has made my own life harder you know and god bless my lovely wife who puts up with me but um yeah and my friends 
but it's just uh yeah what a what a trip you know what a trip yeah and you know trying to pass trying to apostle yeah trying to apostle hope all is well glad you made it to another live show as well i appreciate you guys you know uh i look back on all this stuff too always constantly looking at these videos and stuff and just this journey and you know some people would probably get caught up in their view numbers on how many people do this and how many do that. But I swear, man, to me, it out of the last 800 plus videos that I've done, there is nothing that I look forward more and nothing has felt more exciting and electric than this, like coming here and just being able to chop it up. So the, the, the people who, who join in and wherever this ends up going, uh, I just, I really appreciate it. You know, I've appreciated it this whole time. The shirts, the everything. It's just, it's never lost on me how crazy it is. And it's never lost on me how bombarding all this shit is. And I just, you know, it still trips me out. It trips me out that even like three people give a fuck. So, and I never look at the numbers anymore. I I mean, I never cared. I was never one of those guys, but it's just crazy. This whole ecosystem is just crazy. So... Um, and just the ability, you know, like the more I put in, the more I can get out. Like if I decide to turn it up, which I think people realize that I'm doing, um, cause again, I'm back to having some time. Uh, yeah, it's just crazy that, 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 that exists, that we can do this shit. Eric fucking Stevens pre haste the day post notorious big Eric Stevens is going to come to the podcast one day. It's my old friend from North Carolina. Uh, straight edge brother, my man, pre-haste the day, you know? I mean, Notorious Big is always in the roster, so there's no, there's no post Notorious Big. There's a post haste the day, because I don't listen to that anymore, but that was a good time. <clears throat> that was a good time. You got to get out of here, dog. We got stories. All right, there is this footage of Vern back in the day wasted in a foreign country, and some girl asked him for a lighter, and he told her to fuck off or something. Yeah, I think it was, uh, I think that was in Budapest, maybe. I think that's the fucking cover, the vlog cover is the Brazzers one, where he's like, looks like he's like sucking on that hot dog. So, yeah, when he was touring, when, yeah, uh, when Ern was touring, and we were trying to split the vlog, yeah, that was impossible as well, so, um. Jared, I might take calls later. I was thinking about, you know, I have no rules, whatever. I can turn the thing on whatever I want. But uh, people get nervous with the phone shit live. So that's why I think I'm just going to, people can just leave messages and then I can just fucking click them on live or whatever. So either way, it doesn't matter to me. Um, But I just kind of noticed people got freezy or whatever. And I think if it's just like out there that that could just be a thing, you know? So, but you know, whatever at the end of the shit, we'll fucking, we'll fucking do it. We'll fucking do it. Um, thoughts on tattooing in a big city versus where you're at. Do you find Colorado to be oversaturated with tattooers? Mikey, that's a good question, man. I don't know. I sort of struggle with it. Cause I don't think, I think that tattooing is undersaturated with clients that under fucking stand. And I hate to blame the client. I mean, yes, there's plenty of shitty tattooers out there and like, but I just feel like by and large, most people are not 
looking to get creative anymore. You know, and clearly they're out there. You see all this crazy big work coming and I guess maybe that's big city life, but I don't want to live in a big city. I just want to get out. I want to, me and Alex are looking at buying a farm. I call it a farm, but I, so I just, uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, that's a, that's a really good question. Like when I, I guess when I worked in cities like DC and New York, I did a lot more interesting stuff and Colorado has always just been kind of strange. You know, I never would have picked Colorado or Boulder even specifically to open a tattoo shop. It's just like what, just what happened. It was sort of a necessity at the time. I don't know, man. It's a, it's also hard when you look at the world, like where the fucking world is at, bro. Like, you know, like what, what do people have? Like, I'm surprised that people have capacity for really fucking anything, you know, unless it's just me, unless I'm just the only one getting bombarded with shit all the time. And I'm like, God damn, you know, like I don't even try to see it. So I don't know, but I'm also old too. You know, my days of like the hustle is gone, like conventions, all that shit. That's all like not in me anymore, really. I kind of want to take the boys to a convention, but so I'm also like, man, maybe it's just my age too. Like I'm just at the age where it's more of a service to just pass on the knowledge I know to these youngsters and, you know, let them rock. It's hard to realize how old you are, you know, and I'm like, not young anymore. So, and I still like tattooing, but I only want to do it like two or three days a week. All this other shit I want to do all the time. Always, always, always. And, uh, yeah, I just feel like, I always feel like I don't know enough about shit. So I feel like I know everything about tattooing, you know, not to sound like a pompous dick, but I do like, I feel like that I'm not there's things to always learn for sure, but I know all the things, you know, like it's not this new fucking, you know, wondrous thing. And I so repetitively draw the same shit that when I deviate from drawing the same shit, I'm always like, Oh yeah, I forget that I can draw other things. I forget. I don't have to draw a panther or a tiger or this or that. So, uh, yeah, that, that tune is a weird thing, man. It's been a weird ride there. I'm, I'm very blessed that people come out here and get tattooed by me and that, the clients I do have like are awesome and have great taste, but I do, I turn away a lot of people. I mean, it's really surprising. And I think everybody fucking wants to be a tattooer. Yeah. I'm like, you, know, you say you're oversaturated. It's hard out here, dog. A tattoo is easier than it's ever been. So it's losing its value. Cause I mean, a lot of dudes could do, a good tattoo these days. A lot of dudes can't. It's a crapshoot. All right, so let's see. Jared, I haven't been painting a lot, so I'm trying to restructure the shirts right now. <coughs> so I've been spending my days... Trying to figure some shit out. Actually, Chung in the chat's helping me do some stuff. Um, you know, I've been stuck in this way of doing my thing. It's not working right now, and it's really just like a big stress in my life. And I'm trying to take all the stresses out. My goal in life every day is to take the stress away. Oh, man. Fatality. Oh, I forgot I got new sounds. Um, 
Yeah. So restructuring the shirt shit so I can get that fucking rolling the way I need it to roll. I haven't been painting that much. I did paint a CU Boulder football sheet, and then they lost, so that might have been a curse, some sort of, uh, <laughs> I don't know, painting curse. But, yeah, I have it. I have some good ideas for stuff I want to do. That's kind of how shit goes for me. I have these moments of collecting ideas and not doing much, and then, you know, spilling it out. It's kind of what I do with this all week. I just think about things that happen and file it away and talk about it here. Instead of just driving my wife crazy. Uh, when is the return to say what up, Brandon? When is the return to Vegas? Pull up on Earn and solicit. That would be a funny ass vlog. We're definitely going to end up coming back out because Alex likes it there, and she even was talking about wanting to move back there, which is crazy. She kind of so we kind of got to stay within a day's drive of Colorado because of the rest of her family. That's sort of the idea anyway uh but we have been talking about different places so we have talked about texas um we've talked obviously colorado we've mentioned vegas or nevada i'm not for it it's too fucking hot um but we don't know we got time so we're gonna figure it out but yeah so um, i saw up there japan my friend japan he's good toshi's good as far as i know he's just back to tattooing and doing his thing so he's good Hopefully we'll get out there soon enough. I just don't know about, dude, I really just don't know about leaving the country with all this political shit going on. It feels kind of sketchy to me. You know, when I was over there during COVID, oh shit, I said COVID, this shit's over with. I don't even get no money. God damn. Ah, COVID. Um, I got new sound effects and I got to use them. I got a lot too. Say what? Uh, but when I was over there, I didn't really express it, but they were tripping about being there. And I just ended up coming home because they were tripping. And they were basically on some, if you don't leave, you're going to get stuck here shit. So I never really had that fear in my life of getting stuck in another country. But because we have political figures that are borderline bobbleheads uh, and people who just love to be incited with (laughs) arguing. I don't trust that if I get stuck in another country or some shit pops off that I'm going to like have any, any help, you know, or any way back or anything. You know, it's like, did you see that streamer, that fucking dipshit who might go to jail for three years in Japan? Thank God. I hope I've never wished jail on anybody. I hope this fucking loser goes to jail. I don't know his name. I'm not going to look it up because he's a fucking loser, but he went to Japan and he Twitch streamed harassing people. And finally, they got him for trespassing. And now he's going to go to jail. And when he got arrested, he's like, call the embassy. Call the embassy. I'm like, dog, you think the American embassy is just going to come get you because you're a fucking American? You do. You know why you think that? Because so did I. When I took weed to Japan, which now in hindsight is one of the silliest, dumbest things that I did multiple times, uh, I, I, in my head, like firmly had my own delusions beliefs that if something happened to me that you can earn can confirm this that earn could have called the news and that i could have just been like a political refugee and i would have had everyone on my side and that the streets would have filled like a sneaker cons full of people would have come to my rescue and been like free him you know and japan would have had to fall to their knees to let <laughs> the boost got free 
<laughs> so this is uh th- that was you know the Buscott part was for comedic effect for anyone not paying attention but uh yeah i, I really truly absolutely believe that you know and then when the britney griner shit happened i was like man boy was i wrong i think that a WNBA player probably Troy has more clout than me, you know, so, uh, and they were like, fuck that bitch, you know, so, man, good thing I didn't get caught. <sighs> and I always have the experience, you know, and I definitely won't do it next time because now I've talked about it so many times that I feel like someone out there is going to have it out for me, so, but, yeah, I don't even know how I got on that tangent. I like how this goes the more dabs I take, the less I know what the fuck is going on. Speaking of which, did you see Ric Flair on Kill Tony? I've never even watched Kill Tony before, but I, I saw the, someone sent me a clip from the Ric Flair shit, and then I watched the rest. I was like, holy shit. But, man, that shit's amazing. Oh, my God. Ric Flair, ladies and gentlemen. Uh. After working for the man for all these years, the freedom of being a tattoo artist sounds pretty amazing. I think that's the real draw for people is they think there's all this freedom, but there's really not. Not until you can really, not until you've really got a clientele. There's not, you're stuck at the mercy of the people who want to get tattooed. And a lot of people who want to get tattooed don't want things that make you feel free as an artist or even a person you know at some point you're just installing and just because you get to listen to whatever music you want and dress how you want doesn't mean that it's always great you know and that's like the hard road is you have to turn you have to have some integrity as an artist to make it like you have to put in where you want to go if you spend the time tattooing all these dumb things like roman numerals and all this stuff that really you can make a lot of money and pay a lot of bills with you're not going to really get good at the other stuff that will help define you as an artist, you know? And so it's a trade-off. It's the, it's the age old battle of corporate art versus, you know, the art you want to make. And the real recipe and all that is you have to kind of sell the corporate art to afford to make the shit you want to make. And, you know, I could go on a 15 hour podcast probably about that <laughs> because I saw a lot of success from making some very corny graphics and then see less success from making really thought out graphics. So you just, it's a lot of studying to be done. And that's what I find. What I find most of what I'm doing is, is when I look at things, I'm studying, just seeing what's really going down you know so it's been interesting it's interesting to see what people do <clears throat> your boy drake out here beefing with charlemagne to god i've been trying not to bring up drake see people get, get mad at me because they think i'm obsessed with drake and i'm not i just wish he didn't exist um but first off the, like fuck both of them <laughs> fuck charlemagne the god and fuck drake and to put a cherry top on this, fuck you, Sunday. Fuck that other dude on the show. I can't even remember his name right now. What's that other idiot's name? What is that fuck? Why can't I remember his name? Envy. DJ Envy. What? A bunch of fucking losers. Like, seriously, losers. DJ Envy, if you don't know, is caught up in a huge real estate scam. Huge. Huge. Charlemagne the guy is always talking about, you know, 
black excellence this, black excellence that, but he's also a millionaire. You know, he talks about reparation, but he's not donating his money like that whatsoever. These dudes are hypocrites who do the same thing and sell people the dream. It's my problem really with hip hop is that everyone is being sold a fucking dream. It's not hard to figure out. You know, if you got this big thing up here, the camera, if you got this big thing up here, it has a bunch of money and it gives this other thing here, some money. Then all the other things down here are going to look up to this thing with money because they have a little bit of money and then even less. And it's just, you ever hear the term shit runs downhill? Well, that's, that's where we are with influence. So, Fuck all of them, you know, like fuck the rappers, fuck the commentators on it. Fuck everyone who's pretending. I'm so goddamn tired. I've bit my tongue about this shit for so long. Music sucks because these people suck. They have nothing to offer. Nothing is happening at all. Nothing. Now, in 10 years, there's been nothing musically of substance that's had it's been like a freeze frame like we've been stuck in the same place of people talking the same shit like oh a new rapper's out i i wonder what he's gonna talk about you could put my nuts on the table with a bandsaw and i could guess what he's gonna talk about a hundred percent like oh look another guy wants cars money and girls imagine that it's just my fucking lord you know and everyone's just selling the dream it's all about just buying shit to like well oh, i got my jewelry dog you know what i'm saying yeah i'm oh, i'm an entrepreneur man yeah i'm a venture capitalist man sea breeze baby i'm on a boat on a tuesday you at the office you know it's you know i don't care that i'm at the office how about that you know i love what i do every day i love that i get the opportunity to do what i do every day i'm not jealous that you're on a boat with a bunch of annoying girls. Whenever I see a dude surrounded by girls, all I can think about is how annoying are they? You know? You ever been in a room with more than two girls? Holy shit. It's fucking so annoying. And the dude's like, I'm on a boat with 30 bitches. I would jump off. I would jump off and I would swim to shore where there was no one else to bother me. Can you imagine? 30 girls? 30. On TikToks and this and that. Oh, my fucking God. What dream are you selling? You're selling me a dream that sounds like a goddamn nightmare. You know? I don't get it. This is why Drake is miserable. You made me go there. Whoever said that? Whoever said that? It's Armando Castillo. Because he knows. He knows that Drake will trigger me. It's the whole industry. Everyone's complicit. It's all stupid. It's all ridiculous. Oh, I feel like this. Mm. Yo, I'm fucking killing it, bro. I'm I'm flexing. I'm driving. Big stank, dog. Yeah, bro, you got to come out. I ain't seen you in a minute. Not in a minute. I'll get you out here. Got to get you out here. Uh, Yeah, Atlanta. Wait, 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 wait. I read that wrong. Oh, I lose the chat so much. It's so easy for me to do. Okay. ATX. What is ATX? Why am I confused? Dude, say I don't talk to Sager really like that. 
not on some hard feeling shit. We just, you know, your life's just kind of go different ways as, as things do. But that dude's crazy. <laughs> He's always been crazy. Ern saw him yesterday, and Ern's description of him was like he had 10 minutes between he had some crazy thing he was doing, like a hike. Then he had to drop one kid off at soccer practice, another one off at somewhere else. Then he had to do something. I mean, as long as I've known that dude, he's been full tilt, just balls to the wall. And, you know, it's just, I'm, I don't even know how to describe it. Sager is just always insane. And he's always got a million things going on. And candidly, it's why our business relationship fizzled is because he had so much shit going on that, like, I felt like it was you know, just another thing to him. And it was everything to me. So, and I can say that with literally no emotions because I love that dude and he loves me and I'm glad that we're doing our things. You know, what part of Texas, uh, probably, well, we looked at Houston, but what's fucking hilarious is Alex looked at Lubbock and I just laughed so hard. One of the people who I talk shit the most with on the internet who talks shit the most to me is from Lubbock and I always make fun of these from Lubbock. <laughs> so we were like looking at it. I was like, that's so funny, but we don't know. I could name so many different places. Oh, oh yeah. The packaging for uh, Japan. I think I've told the story about how I got the weed to Japan, but if anybody wants to know, they can just put it in the chat or whatever. I'll revisit Yeah, I never actually, Chris uh, said that Kill Tony was funny. Kill Tony is funny. I never actually thought about how funny, you know, I've seen Tony Hinchcliffe live once and he was definitely funny. I have respect for stand-up comedians, pretty much all of them, because even when they're not funny, it's funny. So uh, I really, I really like it. Uh, But Kill Tony kind of like changed my perspective a little bit watching some things about just, you know, I mean, how I'm how I view comedy, but that shit with Ric Flair just had me dying. And the fucking dude who was bombing, who goes, Oh, 60 seconds. <laughs> like, it's so funny to watch something where someone's trying to tell a joke, trying to be funny. And you're trying to do this convoluted thing or not. Con- I guess. Con- yeah. Constructed is a better word, but constructed planned out joke. You're trying to plan out to be funny. And what ends up being funny is when you're yourself in that moment being like, I am so stressed because of the situation and that god that's art the the beauty in the art is the failure which is fucking incredible to watch and that dude obviously went home bummed and you know maybe he won't work on his craft or whatever uh but god like so funny and rick flair uh hilarious i mean hilarious but also terribly sad because just like the politicians, like he should not be out. <laughs> I don't think. I think it's uh I think it's uh yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh man. <laughs> Other than my album, it's been bad. My music's not good either. I just I think I'll I I don't know. Music. Uh yeah, music. What about Earl Sweatshirt? I haven't. I don't listen. I I can honestly say, Max, I don't listen to a lot of it. I did the Earl Sweatshirt. I've heard. I do respect and listen to when I or when I listen to it. Um, I it is a blanket statement for me to say that all music is you know money, guns, and and whatever women. But I, what gets pushed is just like the same shit. And then 
unfortunately with the conscious stuff um, or the more cerebral stuff, I get to a point where I'm like, I don't need this, you know, like I'm like, I don't need this coaching or this sort of insight all the time. So then I get turned off from listening to it. It's a real big reason why I get turned off from the internet is because everyone's constantly coaching you on how to do shit. And I think I'm the same way. I think we're just all doing it. Like we're all, I have a theory that we're feeding the computer, you know, everyone's like, Oh, all this pointless shit on the internet. You know, computers, AIs, whatever are going to figure out how to be human. But I think all this nuance is what they can't figure out. And so all the nuance of the ridiculousness, how goofy we are and how stupid we are is what they're picking up on. This is what the real data farming is, you know? So, but for me, I just get, I think it's why I end up going back to instrumentals. Um, I've been listening to a lot of more like countryish music, you know, I, I just get real, the whole rap game just turns me off. Like the hip hop being such a braggadocious sport that I'm just over the braggadociousness of it. And I'm over it like seeping into everything, you know, cause at the end of the day, it just ends up being material. And I'm just at this like old man place in my life where I realize the material things are dumb and the time invested in people is what matters. And I'm just fucking over it. And I'm over watching the youth be walked down the same fucking road. And the same thing with, you know, the apprentices, it's like, well, I'm not going to teach you how just to do stupid stuff and walk you down that road. It's so having to, yeah, you know, you know, what I'm trying to get at. So, you know, you know what I'm saying, uh, <sighs> <sighs> this sounds like Sager is also Sager is out of control. Yeah. I love the dude, but he's, um, speaking of rappers, Chris Brown is being sued by Popeyes for two million over an unpaid loan. Why does Popeyes have a bank? So you're gonna have to go further on that one. You might definitely have to go further. Oh, we're definitely not moving to Austin. Absolutely not. No way. No way. Chris J. Uh, yeah, I'll have to watch more of it. I've never. I have this weird thing with comedy. I don't know what it is. I'm weird about stuff. This is the stuff that I'm like undoing, you know, cause you know, I'm weird about groups. I'm weird about being in like group things at all as well. Let's good to go back to the sports thing, you know, but it also transcends into things. I don't like group dinners. I don't like classes and all this stuff. Alex is always calling me out for it. Like the bingo thing is kind of like not a big deal for me, but I just like, I'm not, <laughs> You don't normally I'm not like stoked. I'm like, all right, let me prepare for this shit. But uh, you know. Um all right, Travis, the packaging. Let's do it. In case I haven't told it, I won't make it the craziest. So the first time that I went to Japan, I took so much stuff that it was unreal. Like an unreal, unreal amount of stuff. And uh <clears throat> So my plan the first time was basically shock and all. I had so much stuff, camera equipment, blah, 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 that I wrapped it all up. I only took cartridges, but I wrapped it all up, put it in like a stink proof bag. And just in my mind was like, this is, 
too hard to get to, you know, even I couldn't find it when we got there, you know, it took me like, I had to literally take everything out and then still was like, Oh, there it is. You know? So it took forever to get it out. So that was the first time, but the more times that I went, you know, the sketchier this got and the flights over there were just getting more and more intense. You know, I'm just like on the plane the whole time. You're just on this plane picturing like, am I going to get out? of this or am I, you know, am I landing in Japan to have a few weeks of fun or am I about to go to fucking jail? You know, and that is the conversation the whole way there. And it's so stressful. And it's even the push that got me to book first class tickets because in my mind, I'm like, they won't arrest you if you're in first class. This is how fucking delusional I get at times, but I'm a firm believer in believing in your own shit when you need to, because you can't, do some fuck shit if you don't believe it. You can't break the law if you don't believe you're not doing anything wrong because you will get caught because you will be sending out the signal that's your fucking stress. So you have to truly believe it. It's almost like method acting, I guess. Like, I truly, honestly believed all these things. So, um, fuck, I'm going to lose my train of thought. Uh, so, all right. So, the final time of taking them, uh, it's like the more and more I do this, the more and more I'm going to get caught. The probability goes up. So we went super extra. And what we did is we went and bought regular nicotine vaping products. And we I got multiples. And then we just emptied all that shit, took all of the weed shit, removed all the weed branding, repackaged it all into <laughs> the fucking cigarette stuff, you know, the nicotine stuff, got a vacuum sealer, vacuum seal it all back up so that it looked not a vacuum sealer a heat shrinker so that it was heat shrunk back up like factory so that my excuse could be if something happened like dude i bought this shit in customs like well, i bought this in the airport what are you talking about there's weed in there. i bought this in california i don't understand to bring here because y'all don't have it that was my whole thing but i went super extra I just made my own product basically and took that over so which was great. I mean, walking around Japan and the other thing, me and Alex and Ern and everybody were smoking. I mean, I smoked weed at Disney Sea. You know, like I was being such a fucking idiot. Like at any time, could have gotten fucking rocked. You know, it just it's just crazy. It's so crazy. You know, um, I have been down the Gringo Poppy rabbit hole. That shit's funny. He's ridiculous. Not a huge fan of him, but uh, I mean, I don't know him, but. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of his comedy. I, he does have some funny, uh, funny stuff out there on the internet, though. Um, Mortal Kombat One, I am enjoying it. I gotta say, at first I was a little on the fence. Uh, I still not learned everything I need to learn through the tutorials because I get impatient. But it's a fucking fun game. I think they did a really good job on some shit. I only use the classic characters basically, but dude, it's been really fun so far. I've had no complaints. People online are ridiculous. I mean, it's insane how good some of them fools are. You like, you think you're good until you get online, and then it's just, <laughs> I fucking suck at this. So, yeah, wow, just <laughs> insane. So, trying to learn my combos, bro. Trying to get them. I never really took the time to learn the crazy combos. And I think fighting games are crazy. How just the economy of fighting games is just now like od crazy. It's about, it's basically like 
trying to catch the first hit and not letting a motherfucker hit the ground and that's like winning now you know but people underestimate you know in mortal Kombat. you know people underestimate these pros with the, the combo pros the combo crackheads what they underestimate is a 41 year old man who's been playing mortal Kombat for more than you know two-thirds of his fucking life and has mastered the timing of a jump kick uppercut and block because those three mechanics right there will win championships, baby. You know, I've had some tough opponents that if I just slow down, block, uppercut, and jump kick, it's, it's on. They they get so pissed. Just as pissed as I get when I get caught into a fucking 900% combo. You know what I'm saying? Mm. What happened to my 100K subscribers? Dog, I don't know, bro. I'm devastated. Just pure devastation. You know, I don't, I mean, what happens is that people just, you know, I, I am posting things that don't go with the flow of, of everything. Uh, people are realizing they don't like me. Uh, some people are like, fuck this guy. Some people just whatever, you know, I don't, I don't care. I'm a hundred percent prepared to lose every single follower I've ever had. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'll keep saying it because this entire construct is ridiculous and made up, you know? None of it is real. 30 years ago, even, you know, no one would have even had this thought in their brain like, oh, my God, I had these followers and now I don't, you know. And I appreciate every person that takes the time of their life to join any aspect of mine, but I'd be goddamned if I, you know, measure my self-worth off of it or anything crazy like that. It's just ridiculous. Uh, it's it's training people to do something crazy. You know, I was at Coheed the other night and I look in the, out in the room and there's that show only held, I think like 4,000 people. The venue was sold out packed full of people. You look at all those people. You're like, Holy shit. And then people will look at a YouTube video that gets 4,000 views and be like, dude, no one watched that. And you're like, what are you talking about? You know? And it's this idea. We expect people to be so engaged and interested and, um, that you could ever keep anyone, interested to the fullest degree you know in this platform in this life without robbing them of their life is a lie you know so yeah i don't i don't give a fuck you know maybe if it goes up to a million as i do this fucking cool if it goes down to four three two one cool you know uh, either way baby i'm shining either way i get to wake up in the morning and enjoy it all (laughs) so it's fucking cool with me, baby, you know, and I'm sure, you know, I, I mean, I've lost fuck, so many followers before, you know, Instagram, I've I, had a hundred thousand followers at some point, like 40 or 50 now, you know, it's like people move on, but also people get pissed when I say things that I mean, and I shouldn't have to make myself different. Like when I talk shit about Drake, I mean it from my heart. So I shouldn't have to censor myself just to keep people like following me you know i mean what the fuck is that so that's that's most likely been contributing to it is me (laughs) taking the effort to record myself talking shit about the things that people like but in the end i'll be right you know the day they come to realize that i'm right they'll be like oh teddy got me again you know Mm. uh kobe concert was great i didn't stay for that that long i just uh I just, uh, it's always great to see those dudes. It's always great just to watch. I just, man, 
the production that goes into a show is insane. You know, I just those the fact that those guys have the grit to really put it on every night, go out there and just like get people off. To quote the one of the best movies, uh, American. What movie is that? Almost Famous. Uh, yeah, I mean it's fucking wild, dude. It's just it's wild to see the sweat that goes into it, you know, just in fucking sane, man. So, and I, I enjoy all, I mean, dude, their music is epic. It's, it's definitely not my normal, like pick what I pick, you know, but it's epic. It's a country pass. Nah, man, there's some good country out there. You're crazy. Not like modern country really, but there's some, and now they got this like Gothic country shit. It's good. It's good stuff. I'm into it. I like it. I mean, I like a lot of different stuff, but I don't listen to it. Aphex Twin, I listen to. I don't, I don't listen to that much music constantly. You know what drives me nuts is trying to find music. I I uh, started going back to the fucking gym because you know I like to go back and forth between <laughs> whether or not I like the gym or not. But now I've realized, I've realized I'm just doing way too much. I'm I'm only doing cardio, and it's not without getting into a full body composition talk it's not doing me any favors especially with the donuts which i've curbed i'm off the donuts i haven't had a donut in like a week i think but i'm not really craving them anymore but back in the fucking gym and i don't remember why i fucking started to say that um there was a fucking reason i lost it Mm. i can't remember i might have to take another dab so i can remember I just wanted to flex and I'm back in the fucking gym. You know, which way's the gym? I don't, you know, it's not it. But, well, I don't remember why I said that. Let me scroll down. Yeah, I don't fucking know. Um, anyway. Someone bring it up and remind me. Maybe I'll touch back on it. I do lose my train of thought sometimes. Knowledge is knowing tomatoes are fruits. Wisdom is knowing not to put tomatoes in a fruit salad. That's good. I like it. You know, one I like to hit Alex with about spelling is urine for a treat. And urine for a treat? Spelling matters. You know what I'm saying? U-R-I-N-E versus Y-O-U-R-E. Um, She doesn't like that joke. So. Take Xanax, Japan. Fuck Xanax. That shit's worse. That shit's so awful. Uh, I love you, Raul, but I can't. Can't do it. Mm. Yeah, Tyler says about smoking the weed in Japan, sending off the alarm to other people. You are very, very true. Just hitting a vape in the streets, people are just like. So, yeah. I can't believe I forgot my train of thought. I have no idea why I brought up the gym. I know I train. I there's a reason. <laughs> Fucking driving me nuts entirely. All the sneaker nerds left. Yeah, we got a little sneaker segment coming up just to look at what's up. Castillo likes to send me stuff, but yeah, it's in. But it's also just the culture of the internet, which is what I just I've touched on this a million times, but just not realizing like that the internet is very compartmentalized, and that's just like why people are into what they're into and just the way this whole thing is set up you know 
just the way the whole thing's set up. But now my approach is to just, I'm just approaching it differently. And I truly believe that the way I'm approaching it, just like how I approach the sneaker game, I believe this approach will eventually set ablaze the way that I want it to. But either way, whoa, I get to have fun. And that's what it's all about, is having fun. I feel like a lot of people making content are not having any fun. They're just doing it because they're worried. People, man, I'll tell you, if you really look in the eyes of people on internet, like selfies and some of the stuff they're doing, they look like like cornered animals, you know? A lot of people, especially like, I like it when the women post the real seductive looking photos, but they look like some sort of like wounded animal that's been cornered. I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, what is going on? But it's like a deep sadness in their eyes. You're just like, uh, it's not, it's not very confident looking, you know? So. Said I've been woodworking for a few years and I feel like it's really hard to find actual woodwork. All of the top channel aren't woodworkers unless the camera's rolling. Kind of what you're talking about. I'm confused, but I think I know what you're saying. There's not a lot of authenticity. And it's not their fault. It's like the algorithm's fault. The algorithm wants you to be a fuck boy, you know? Like it's pushing you to be a fuck idiot. And I just, you got to push against it, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, the YouTube shorts is just them showing off the new tools and sounds making sense. Yeah, dude, cameras, everything is like that. Really what it is. Hold on, let me finish this. Really what it is is the, when the Internet started, it lost its uh, ability to control advertising. And so now everybody's turned into this ad in a way and we all just show off stuff, but that's like how you get people to like the viewership is already baked in. And I learned this with boost without knowing it. Like I didn't realize how many people get on YouTube specifically just to look at sneakers, you know? And so me going a little further than Adidas was willing to go and tell people about what it is before they spend their money has value. But now it's turned into this race to get the thing first, and not just in sneakers. It's in cameras, woodworking. I'm I'm sure any pick any topic you're into, and it's just who can get the fucking most expensive, coolest, craziest shit first. Who can talk about it? Who can get those clicks? And who can extract that ad money? There's no soul and heart in any of it. You know, there's no. I don't feel like I'm connecting to a person at all. You know, like I don't feel like I can reach out and touch anybody. And I feel like the beauty of, you know, the sneaker community that we built or whatever is that there is this common thing that we were all interested in. And whether that thing became eroded is irrelevant. It was just the fact that we could just, a bunch of people could just be into something. And on my side, I was just being as real as possible. I'm just always trying to just keep it a hundred dollar bill, buck 50. You know what I'm saying? Down like four flats, baby. And it's hard. It's in this environment because there's a lot of temptation just to be a fake fuck because that's how you cash it out. And I get real disappointed and damn near everybody. Cause you can go through Twitter and just look through people who are 
clearly inciting others just to comment and click for no reason. And you know, it's basically just they get ad revenue. So, I mean, I had to mute the words iPhone and iPhone 15 this week. The algorithm pushed so much iPhone 15 shit to me that it was disgusting. To the point where I was almost buying it. To the point where I was like, well, let me look and see. I just bought my 14 Plus, so maybe I can just return this one. And they were like, no, nah, we'll give you we'll give you 800 for it. I'm like, fuck you. I don't even care. But it's so funny watching the arc. Like, there's the Apple event. And everyone's like, oh, my God, it's titanium. It's got bevels. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, look at this one. Oh, this, this new iPhone. Is there a- I mean, and dudes nerd out on shit crazy, you know? Like... Oh, 60 hertz. Oh, 120 hertz. Oh, oh, oh. You know, just fucking nerds, bro. Like, <laughs> nerds. And then a couple of days go by. It's like, oh, my God, this one has fingerprints. I can't believe it. You know, how do they have fingerprints? It gets fingerprint smudges on this. And then dudes are dropping it off buildings and it smashes. And then they're overheating. Then they're like, oh, you can't even bend it a little bit and it smashes. And then they're talking about how it doesn't have this. It doesn't have that. I'm like, dude. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> you know, like all of this to just do what? To like look at stupid shit? I, is there someone out there using their phone for some sort of like miraculous thing? I don't understand. I mean, I get that people can, you can make a movie with your phone, but we generally reach for our better cameras. You can use it for music production, but you still probably throw it in something else. A great tool, you know, a great sketch pad, if you will, for a lot of different things. But the way they sell these phones out is crazy, you know? Like, the, the selling points are insane. We are prime as consumers right now to accept an implanted phone because people are so bored with what the fuck is the upgrade that they would take... If they were like, the new iPhone goes straight up your ass. You have to screw it up into your butt, and then your body just accepts it, and you finally you have, it's just called I. It's like the full evolution. It's like, oh, I, you know, because I make the phone calls. You know, you send the text by blinking, all this shit. You know, people would fucking do it. They'd be right in line. They'd be If the line started, you'd have to stand backwards, you know, a reverse line, and then you just, boop, little Apple technician pops it up in there for you. They do it. We're primed for it because people are literally trying to find things they love about their new iPhone 15. You know, <clears throat> it's crazy. And people think, oh, it's being charged USB C. Is it fucking matters? Is it like people sit around and give a shit how efficiently their phone is charging? <laughs> you know, like what world do we live in? Oh, God. It's so crazy. Uh, my thoughts on Mission Ballroom. It's a nice venue. It's cool. I like it. I don't have much to say about it. That's uh, that's where Coheed played. Um, for those that don't know, but <clears throat> yeah, it's a cool place. I mean, dude, live music's crazy. It's just in general, venues are crazy. It is one thing that makes me think about wanting. That's uh, the the or the allure to thinking about comedy or something like that. Is like, man. It, it has to feel so cool to stand on stage like that and have all these people go crazy for you, you know, just to feed the ego pretty, pretty nicely. But then I think I look at people like Ric Flair and I'm like, you know, in that kill Tony, he's super checked out. He's on his phone a bunch. And I'm like, man, that dude has had crowds of people cheering for him forever since the eighties. You know, I remember my grandma watching Ric Flair. My dad has a claim to fame of beating Rick 
playing a poker game. Who knows if it's true, but, um, like a, a crowd of a couple hundred people, I assume that kill Tony live just does nothing for him. You know, he's just like, it just doesn't even hit the radar for him. So it's just crazy to think, uh, how it shapes people's minds, you know, like how all this stuff could shape people's minds. Uh, Britney Spears has entered the motherfucking chat. Did anyone see her today? Britney Spears looks like she's a hidden DLC character for the new Mortal Kombat. She looks like if you buy, buy, buy 30 times, you're going to unlock her in that new video. She's dancing with fucking knives. I don't know if they're real or not, but you know, these are the things I see passing in the storm (laughs) as I get on with my life. It's insane, dude. But I just, you know, what happens to a person, you know, when you give, people this attention this insane amount of attention and you convince them that they're greater than anyone everyone else for you know argumentatively subjective accomplishments it's fucking crazy and i don't know if a lot of people can recover from that i don't know if a lot of people can recover from you know selling out stadiums and doing all this stuff to back to normal like I'm just at the store and you know, whatever. And even when people do care, do they really, you know, you get this like, I don't know, this sort of uh vapor of people caring. If you've, if you've sold out a stadium of let's say a hundred thousand people and then you're just at the grocery store and someone's like, Oh my God. Well, all of a sudden the barrier of that uh, celebrity is broken. So what an interesting thing to look at as, as always just looking at life, baby. Looking at life. Winter's coming. What's the best waterproof sneaker boot? I just still wear free hikers, brother. I still, I got a whole stack of them. So I can wear those and forever until something else happens. I, uh, I don't know. Oh, I, I just remember something, but I don't, yeah, I don't ever find shoes. I like, I wish people can send me shoes to like, cause I never know anything anymore. I get tired of music playlists, hard to enjoy listening to music when you've heard it a million times. That's why I started talking about the gym, the music. So I don't even wear headphones or any, or on my bike. I don't wear, uh, I, oh my God, am I really going to lose my train of thoughts? I basically don't listen to music because it's too fucking hard to pick music that's going to fit with my whole like what I want going on. Like I could be in the middle of working out and something will come on. It'll completely throw me off. And then I'm looking for music and then I'm stressed looking for music and I'm out of the moment. And instead I just like want to listen to nothing. And the algorithm will play me the same 30 songs every day. If I put it on some sort of shuffle, you know? So, and I don't have the time to curate a fucking mixtape for myself. So yeah, that's what that's God. See puzzle pieces, baby. You bring it all around. That puzzle didn't fit till later. When I figured it out, because someone said something. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, your boy Elon Musk is taking human trial for the brain-computer interface. Yes, sir. Neuralink, baby. Here we go. It's coming. You sure? <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know what I'd do. It's interesting to think about. I think, aren't they putting in a guy that like can't speak or something? I only read a little bit about it, but this shit's crazy. What's really crazy is that Boston Dynamics has a rope, you know, their AI robots they're working on. And then Tesla has their robots, but they're completely different. You know, like the Tesla robots are basically like for consumers. And these Boston Dynamic ones basically seem like Robocops. <laughs> so it's like in the future, it's, you know, 
just sort of seems like we're laying down the groundwork for a a battle. You know, maybe the Tesla bots versus the Boston bots. It's going to be sick, dude. But I mean, clearly I'm of age where if they offer robot parts, I got to, if I want to extend my life, I got to, I got to get on board and I'd probably take robot parts. I mean, definitely like an arm leg if I needed it, something like that. Anything but the dick, you know, I feel like transferring, you know, robot dicks may be a thing you're born eventually you're born you're like ah, i don't really like my dick and they're like hey we got you can choose whichever one you want we have a whole list of all of the most famous dicks in the world whichever one you want uh you can pick and but i feel like anyone born you know before the year 2030 is going to just hold on to their dick you know they're like man you know these you tell you these guys born before 2030 they really they won't let go they won't go cyber dick but all the cyber dick dudes are out there just interchanging their shit whenever they want, you know, little variety pack. But yeah, I'll take robot parts, but I will have my humanoid dick. I'm sure. But maybe eventually be all robot. <laughs> what part would even remain human? Just your brain. Like that's not even as neuralink. You're not needed. This is what we're going to get to every time. Human beings are not needed and we are going to make ourselves obsolete. It's coming. I mean, we just figured it out right here. We just figured it out right here. If you take a robot arm, okay, cool. Oh, you need a robot lung. All right. Hey, buddy, you need a robot heart. Okay. Hey, buddy, robot dick. All right, robot. What's left? Eyes? You know, your brain's got the neuralink. It's not even your brain anymore. We're not needed. We are just, this is the matrix. It's the fucking goddamn Motherfucking Let me tell you why Matrix, you're baby. You're yeah. here because you know something. <laughs> what you know you can't. Okay. Um, you know, earlier when I was telling a story, I really wanted to use this other fucking. When I was talking about Drake. FBI, open up! That's what I wanted to use, but. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Why is Philly having riots? Authenticity is a nosedive in almost every business. Well, we're going to fight the good fight, Maddie. You know, if I got to go down swinging, then you got to go down. I've, I've tasted the other side and I hated it. So, God, this mic arm, though. Um, Yeah. Fuck them motherfuckers. Wait, I blocked. You blocked my tweets, bro. What do you mean? No, I didn't. I think that's Matt Gray says I blocked his tweets, but I don't believe that's true. There's no way. <laughs> Left my girl's family dinner for this live. Frankie, thank you. I hope that <laughs> I hope that your girl's okay with that. I hope the family's okay with that. Mm. Speaking of families, 90 Day Fiance. No, we're not even. My wife, I swear. Alex just makes me watch that shit. It's so ridiculous. It's starting to piss me off now. Uh, I just think these people are ridiculous. It's the thing that I need to... People just don't want to fucking acknowledge that nothing comes without work. You don't get a fairy tale love life without building it. You know what I'm saying? They just, you just don't get it. That's just, you got to build it, you know? You don't get anything without building it. You either build it or you pay for it in this life. That's the way it works. And you can't pay for pussy and have it feel authentic. You got to build it. You can't pay for a relationship and have it feel authentic. You got to build it. 
It's got to be built from the fucking ground up. And don't nobody talk about that, dog. That love got to be built. <laughs> uh. All right. <laughs> Brittany really chopping it up. Yeah, dude, she does. She's straight up DLC. <laughs> Shit. Uh, I can't read fast enough. <laughs> Did not think the show was going towards Robocock. You never know. That's what I love about this. It's just like hanging out. Because when I come into the shop, my, one of my favorite parts of the day is I come in the shop and I just start talking shit to the boys and I just say crazy shit and they're both like, what the fuck? And then I go do whatever I got to do. It's so funny. It's the best. <laughs> it's great. I love these like quick human interactions with people that I actually like, which is why I like this, you know, and it's, it's good. It's great. And this boom arm. I got to get, I got two now for my guests when they come. <laughs> El Castillo's coming to be a guest. Youth Correspondent's coming out. Yeah, it's going to be sick. That'll be fun. It'll be a good time. Can't wait for that. I, I It's fun, cause, funny because a lot of people, you know, not everybody's as comfortable on camera. Alex was did great, you know, but a lot of people do not do not get down. Um, oh, you've missed a lot, Taz. We've been going for a minute, man. We're an hour and 41 minutes already. i got to wrap this up. Uh, what brand dabs do I like? We mostly smoke, uh, 14er sometimes not as much anymore, but it's right around the corner. Um, so 14er, uh, it's a little cheaper. Um, laser cat is a big one. 710 is a big one. There's some new companies out. I don't even know the name of this brand. Um, but there's a bunch of new, Oh, uh, single source. We've been fucking with. Single source is good. This shit's called Malex. So we just, uh, I just go to Eclipse and Boulder, you know, and like whatever they got that looks good. And I just kind of take their advice. Usually if something new is, new is in there. So, yeah. And the Puffco is worth it. The Puffco Pro is 100% worth the money right now with the 3D chamber. Not, not an ad. They don't pay me. <laughs> I hate that I have to say this every ad thing. But, yeah, uh, it's amazing. I haven't taken a glass dab since I bought the new one. It's, it's incredible. It's incredible. I saw the couple you were talking about got fired from the show, the one that might be pregnant. What? the fuck are you talking about Castillo what show I say too many things I don't even know what's the scariest movie I've ever watched whoa I don't watch a lot of scary movies I guess I, nothing comes to my mind immediately I got wax on there I can feel it um <laughs> I said don't name a dab till they pay me <laughs> they'll never pay me fuck it uh okay uh Scariest movie I've ever watched. Can't remember. Nothing. I can't think of a movie that's ever like actually frightened me. But I also don't search out scary movies because I don't like to be frightened. So. I don't know. How about this? If anyone could send me movies that actually was they think would scare me, I'll give it a shot. But most of the shit I just end up being like, this is goofy. You know, I just don't know if scary movies are really for me. Uh, 
The only thing that comes to mind is when Blair Witch Project came out, which didn't scare me as a movie, but I was watching it in bed and my window was open and right at the part, it's kind of like, you know, where the dude is in the corner or the end of the movie or whatever. Uh, my sister's cat jumped through the fucking windows and the blinds and it like got stuck in the blinds like, and fucking scared the living fucking shit out of me. So, um, no, last week Alex scared me got walking up to my car. I like, I just like looked down and looked up and she looked like the fucking poltergeist standing outside my fucking car. So, <laughs> but no, nothing like that. I'm trying to think like even like haunted houses aren't scary. There was once when I was a kid, I went to a haunted house, which was uh, terrifying. And I had this, I just had to walk through this crazy barn, I remember. And they were like, well, first you had to go through this whole house, which was super gnarly and scary. But I made it through that and all the girls, like my sister and all of our friends quit. But there was like a part where, you know, a dude's in a coffin and there's like fucking real snakes crawling on him and shit. There were saw, I might be making this shit up now because it's so long when I was a kid. But there were saw blades that came out of the floor, like, like straight up out of the floor just like and then went down before your feet i swear this really happened it doesn't seem insurance savvy i swear this really happened but it fucking i mean terrifying and then we get out to this cornfield and you have to fucking walk through this barn and i just remember all these chainsaws and shit going on and i finally just started crying and i was like oh, i just want to go back and they're like you gotta walk back through that fucking uh barn and i was like no fuck it i'll just keep going but that was scary that was scary. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> no movie I can think of. No movie I can think of. 90 Day Fiance. The couple are talking about getting fired from the show. They, they didn't get fired from the show, though. I don't know what you're talking about. <clears throat> I have no idea. I don't think we watched any sh- Oh, Shoes of the Week. Yeah, I got to do the shoes real quick. Life is the scariest movie. Life is such a fucking crazy journey. It's just so crazy. Oh, man, Jacob, what a fucking nail on the motherfucking head. That comment, dog. You say you don't like groups. Is that anti-conformity? I feel like... I start liking certain things, but then start hating them after a while. The culture becomes cringe to me. I don't know. Man, I'll tell you, I never read words that have resonated with me harder. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. People ruin shit. Like People make shit way... You can't just enjoy things. They make it to a point where it's got to be fucking ridiculous. It's 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 in everything. It's in every single thing I've ever fucking done in my entire fucking life. Down to the first time I picked up some damn crayons and somebody was like, oh, you're an artist, you know? And I know that's just them saying some shit, but like, and then you like figure out what artists are and you're like, well, fuck these losers, you know? And then skateboarding, same thing, you know, tattooing, same thing bicycling same thing going to the gym same thing cooking same thing cameras same thing any fucking thing i'm into i'm like god dude these people are insufferable and the internet compounds it by fucking you know however much and having an interest is one thing but fucking christ you know it's just yeah people make it awful baseball card collecting awful as a child you know like yeah the the subcultures of the subculture 
ruin shit. I used to go to tattoo conventions and look around and be like, this is like a Chris Angel convention. Everyone here looks like Chris fucking Angel. These are not the people that I want to be around, you know? Yeah, I mean... I mean, I've I've kind of just felt like I'm alone in that thought. I mean, the fact that you just call it anti-conformity, I guess I've never really put a word to it. But, yeah, I just, yeah, I just, I don't know. There's even something about observe. When I observe a person, and I know this is, like, partially my own ego and being, like, seeing something in other people about myself that I don't like, but this isn't something about myself. I don't like, this is something that I try to avoid in myself. So when I see other people do it, it drives me crazy. But when I, when I notice someone being oblivious to what they're doing, it's just like, I get to this point where I'm like, this fucking person has no idea. And then I question their entire existence. And I guess that makes me look at myself and be like, man, I wonder how many times in my life, I just thought I was doing one thing and I was oblivious to me being in someone else's way or whatever the fuck it is. But yeah, when, when I notice someone being oblivious, which happens a lot on the bike trail and you know, in traffic, I almost get hit every day. Uh, it's just fucking like, dude, you know, like human beings are fucking hard to deal with in mass on individual levels. Human beings are fucking gorgeous, you know, and they have all this, I don't know, man, like depth. I think you can make a documentary about fucking anybody. I truly do. And sometimes I want to. Sometimes I want to just start making documentaries about random people. But I think every person on an individual level is super fucking interesting. But when you put them in groups and you put us all together and you give us a common interest or any type of goal... I want to fucking hang myself. <laughs> you know, so, by the way, I would never do that. But as a joke, <laughs> take me off this planet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, ah, but you know, at least we get to enjoy it. It's so funny. So crazy. I think about it all the time. Like, man, I enjoy these people individually, but I bet you in a crowd, I would just, you know, in my mind be like, fuck this motherfucker. So, all right, cool. One more dab. And let's look at these sneakers that Castillo has graciously curated. Oh, my fucking butt from sitting in this chair. Oh, and I'm just sore because now I'm trying to do the gym and the bike. I'm trying to fit it all in. Trying to just these next couple of months just really fucking zone in. I kind of got lazy. I kind of got a little too comfortable. I'll admit it. I went from being super strict and tracking and everything and you know being super bodybuilder to just you know once my mother-in-law passed i sort of just started passively getting looser and looser but riding my bike more and more and being like it'll bounce out but now i think just over this next winter it's time to really just dial it in a little bit you know it'll be fun but one of the things that you know i was gonna say in my mind when I was going on the rant about everything is structured and, and, you know, boring or there's no freedom and things. Is that's another way I feel about the gym. Whenever I do like a program at the gym, I don't like it. I'm just like, this is fucking annoying. I just want to go in here and do what I want to do. And today is I did that. I was like, I'm just going to go do the lifts I want to do. I mean, I've been lifting weights passively and sometimes not passively for 
half my life. I'm like, dude, you know what the fuck to do. I don't need to follow some stupid fucking program. It's always this thing. Like as humans, we're taught in some way or like learned that we don't have the capacity to figure shit out, you know, or that we don't know what we need. And we do, you don't always need this optimal guidance. Not everything has to be fucking perfect. And that's just, maybe I'm speaking to myself, but I always get caught up. You know, I let fucking, I let perfect be the enemy of good enough a lot (laughs) coming up, you know? And, uh, it's just fucking, yeah, hasn't been good. So this next little go-to, I think I, I think I got some shit figured out, you know. Puzzle piece, baby. Bring it all back. The puzzle pieces fit where they fit. I am on Strava. It's the same. Oh, it's Teddy. I'm not a, I'm not a, I don't use it really. I just upload my rides, like, automatically. So, yeah. Ramen Kamuro. Damn. I need to. Japan's been coming up a lot. I'm going to talk to Alex about it when I get home. Flights are expensive as fuck, though. But I got a lot of points. It's going to be hard to leave the dogs. This is really the hard part. I never want to leave the dogs anymore. I need a really good house and dog sitter. That's a really tough one to find in this world. <laughs> like truly reliable. All right. Sneaker time. What's the go? <clears throat> what? Yeah, he's 40 and his name is Teddy. Step up, son. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand that one. All right. Shoes of the week. Oh, I forget you have to open this through this interact button. Oh. I see you gotta start putting more oh is that I see the Supreme on the front. I mean these are straight up booty. Oh, the born and raised. I mean rest in peace to that guy. I'm sorry for the disrespect on the booty. I don't like the colorway. I'm not gonna let the fact that the man passed say that I, you know, like the shoe. I don't know why I said Supreme, I guess. It's not Supreme, right? Just what does that say on the front? Either way. Um yeah, man, what a sad fucking story, that guy. Like, I don't really even have anything to say about the shoe because it's all the same shit. Like, you know, obviously we, I don't even have to look into it, but I, I definitely know uh, that people are clamoring for this shoe because the man passed. And these are the parts of the culture I think are kind of goofy and cringe, but um, I don't like the design, you know, but I'm also, this shit's sad. Uh, that story and also most likely sad where that sneaker is landing now because of the goddamn you know uh the culture (laughs) jesus christ bro i remember when these came out when i was like a little kid how crazy some charlotte hornet colors baby god grandmama mugsy bogues Bro, I fucking would have killed for this shoe in middle school. Straight up. I'd have killed for it. But I don't have that nostalgia button that makes me want to get it now. I could never wear it now. But, bro, I mean, what? I don't know what year that came out originally. I had to have been in middle school. 
I would have killed for it. I can fucking feel that suede <clears throat> right now. I can feel it in my hands. I can, I remember my friend. Oh man, what is that kid's last last name? Michael is his first name. He had all the new Jordans. His parents used to get him all the shoes. When I went to his house for a birthday party, I realized why his house was like five times bigger than ours. I was like, oh, <laughs> it's like we all don't live in the same type of environment. It's like, damn. Yeah, I can just do that. I, it's funny. I can do that shoe. I just remember how crazy. I mean, I would never wear it or, you know. Oh, crazy. All right. What the fuck? New balance. I mean, they're whatever, I guess. I don't like them. I do think it's funny how baggy pants have gotten again. It's like there's no happy medium between the same shne- the same pants that you would have posted. Remember when people were posting like their shoes? People would get like Yeezys and they'd be wearing dad jeans and motherfuckers would post it and that would be like the meme. Well, now it's like the dad jeans are like the fucking cool things again. Like the super baggy pants. You even see shit like keekwares and all that stuff, which is fucking crazy, right? Like, so crazy. So this, I always get caught up on the pants. These shoes are fine. They're whatever. They don't move me, you know? And I've had this model, which is not, they're okay. Like all the new balances I've had feel super heavy to me. Nothing feels really that light. Um, Yeah. Nothing, nothing special to me. Again, I'd love to, I'd love to find sneakers I could sneak my teeth into. I'd love to my sneak my, I'd love to find sneakers I could sink my feet into. <laughs> but I just don't ever find anything good. So if you didn't, if you missed the beginning, I ordered a pair of Yeezy 500s and fuck the guy on eBay. I hate resellers, bro. I, you guys are still so annoying, but like I, you know, I, I found out what the market price for the shoe is and I try to get it, you know, at that, you know, for the little less, you know, offers. But when motherfuckers won't push on $5, I'm just like, dude, come on, man. It's $5. And I know the other person can say, come on, dude, it's $5. But still, fuck you. You're reselling a shoe. And it's a shoe that's been sitting there forever. Like, who cares? Again, these are, what is this? What is this pink and green shit? Do you get one pink one pink and one green? What is this, a Rugrat shoe? What the fuck is this? What is it? What is it? While I wait. Yeah, I moved to Boulder. I, I'm not a huge fan of Boulder. I left Denver, went to Vegas, came to Boulder. Um, It is what it is. A lot has happened. <laughs> We're here, crayon series. I mean, it's just dumb. I just don't. Again, I'm never Powerpuff Girls. Also silly. That makes more sense. Dumb. Aren't there three Powerpuff Girls? How come there's only two shirt shoe colors? How come there's only two shoe colors, but there's three girls? Explain that. Is there three? You should get three shoes. That would really... Oh, fuck. I didn't scroll down far enough. <laughs> fuck. I was talking all that shit. Uh, <laughs> that cracks me the fuck up. Uh, I'm like, oh, you guys missed... <laughs> you, guys, uh, you guys missed one. Fucking idiots. <laughs> 
Oh, God, no. I mean, it's whatever. What am I supposed to say, you know? What am I supposed to say? It is what it is. It's like colorways and all this, all these like trendy things. Uh, this shoe is trendy right now, and the colors are what people are into. So everything's about cross-marketing. That's all it is. Everybody just wants to see something that they like mixed with something that they like which me if you remember back in the day when they did like the star wars ultra boost i don't like the things i like mixed with the things i like so for me this is not for me it's not you know but sneaker culture at this point is just so easy to make fun of because we are in just the Fortnite era of dressing people People are just in skins. Get this out of here. This is retroing again. You already know my opinion on this. Come on. You're just trying to. These are. This is bait. This is Castillo trying to trick me on the kicked out of the club fours or fives. I can never remember. Um, the fuck are these? Are these Yeezys? I'm not into them, but I mean, <laughs> they're crazy to look at. I know like cell phones, I think shoes are just, you know, like every, a lot of things are just at a place where there's not much more that can be done, you know? And it's just sometimes fun to look at stuff and just be like, oh, goofy, 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 haha, whatever. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, not, not too interesting. Nothing there. So not much there. So damn dog, we've been going for two hours, so. Probably going to get the fuck out of here pretty soon. Somebody got something for me quick. Talk about it. But other than that, I mean, <laughs> we've spit. I'm starving. I'm ready to get out of here. I'm trying to see. If we got, oh yeah, we got the. Fucking smashing cheek. <laughs> All right. Peace out, motherfuckers.